Hey everybody, welcome back to the Imprimatur BMX podcast. This is Mike Hinkins, and this is your forum for the, damn it, cult discussion of something. Something about BMX, I forgot it. All right, anyway, I'm here with Albert Mercado. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, just at home, setting up for this. All right, man, well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know that uh, times are crazy, and uh, you know all sorts of shit's going on right now, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of stoked. I'm really stoked actually to talk to you about something cool and positive in these weird times. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool to have something else to focus on right now and definitely doing a doing this podcast, getting to talk to you and um, different friends and stuff through like Zoom and whatnot has been pretty rad. Yeah, definitely. And it's I've been using Skype slash Zoom for like the last couple of years for all these podcasts, and I was like, Oh, I'm going back to the States. I'll be able to do them in person and here we are fucking zooming and podcasting <laughs> again. So Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk today about a project that you're working on. So just as a preview for everybody listening, we're going to talk about box palm. And you can probably hear my Wisconsin accent when I say that box palm. Yeah. <laughs> Does it sound yeah. funny to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You say it. So you, so your voice is the one that actually gets to say it properly. Uh, it's box palm. Everybody at home is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, uh, before we get to that, let's just assume demographics really quickly. So uh, the questions about like who you are. So where do you live? How old are you? How long have you been riding? That kind of stuff. Well, geez, I've been riding uh, about a hundred years. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, San Diego, California, and I am 33 years old. I'll be 34 in uh, July. All right. Are you from San Diego originally? Uh, I moved here when I was really young with my family. Um, probably about 10 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I've been here for a minute. I, I started riding here and stuff. I didn't ride. Uh, I'm from Bakersfield. I said Bakersfield. Yeah, I started riding. I didn't start riding in Bakersfield. I started riding like once I got to San Diego. Ah, anybody, uh, anybody on the everybody will know name that got you into BMX or was it just some local kids or what? Middle school friends, road bikes, uh, pretty much none of them really ride anymore. <laughs> But after that, um, I would ride with like, uh, after school was over, I rode with like Wong and uh, Wong Tran and Kyle Hart and all those uh, all those dudes and the San Diego crews. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Yeah, definitely. So you've got you've got roots and I guess if you're 33 and you started, so you when, what year did you start in then? I don't know, 2000, early 2000, 2001? Yeah, okay, okay, that makes sense. All right, so you've been around for a while before we, move on then um did you go to college or anything or anything like that for anything and that's gonna obviously lead into what we're talking about today um i just went to general ed after high school and i didn't last long i just didn't like it and i just stepped away yeah that's pretty much the end <laughs> okay so that kind of answers one of the questions i'll ask later so you don't have an art background at all no no okay okay so I will, we'll come back to the history then of, of what we're going to talk about today, but let's just jump right into it. And again, for those listening out there, this podcast is going to be a little bit different. I just wanted to showcase something awesome in BMX culture and, and what Albert does is fucking, it's awesome. I just love it. I, it's just like something that brightens my day when I see it on Instagram. And uh, let's talk about Box Palm. So what is it? For those who maybe have never heard of it, how would you describe it? And then you can tell them the handle as well. So box palm is pretty much started off as like illustrated puns. So like just a funny photo on a bike. And I was really into drawing stuff when I was younger and I stopped for a really long time. And uh, when I restarted again in like early 2017, um, I just needed an outlet. So 
I started drawing there. I, I drew I drew anonymously for a long time for like a year and a half or something. And uh, I just always wanted it to be bike related. So that's about it. Just like positivity uh, started as puns, turned into like more of a positive outlet for me to kind of voice how I felt about um, different uh, aspects of like writing and what I do or just whatever. You'll notice that in the in the comments, uh, not in the comments, but the captions of the posts mainly. So that actually is really cool because I, I later want to talk to you about some of the different cultural issues of BMX that you address. So it is on purpose. That was my, my question. It seems like you yeah. actually have like a, I'm going to draw a cartoon or a comic or a pun that has something to do with a hot topic of the day or maybe a, cultural, a culturally relevant point. And we'll get to some of those later, but it is intentional then. Yes, but also not a hundred percent of the time, um, of course. But sometimes I'll like something that's in interesting to me or that I would want to discuss. Um, so I try not to be super topical, but I do. I do tend to do it a little bit. Before we get into the content of it, you said that you started as kind of an outlet, um, and I, I look. I actually scrolled all the way back through, and, and they've developed. You know. And I don't want to say quality-wise, but because I don't mean it in that way. It's not like they've gotten better, but they've definitely developed and come into their own kind of style. Where did this style? I mean, I look at it, and that's why I asked if you had some sort of training, because to me, it looks like you know you have a professional training, and they are very well done. And I assume illustrator. Um, how did you transition? Like, I don't see any paper ones. Do you do it all on? Do you do paper first, or like, what's the what's the background of like the process? It, it kind of depends. Like if I don't have time at the computer and I have like an idea, I'll just draw it on paper and um, I'll just trace it in Illustrator with a drawing pad. So you're right. I do use Illustrator. Um, I have actually been, I just have been using it a long time throughout my life, uh, Illustrator. So um, when I was younger, my brother had a like a business and he uh, bought a computer and stuff and he was pretty much like, can you learn how to make me like flyers and cards and stuff? And I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll figure it out. And um, I mean, so I've just kind of like been doing it throughout the years. And when I started drawing again, I realized that uh, Photoshop and Illustrator like, um, not only my illustration work, but also um, I do commission work uh, and stuff on the side as well. Uh, and you need those tools to for like in a professional setting to like get people to work in the proper format and everything. So yeah, I just took took time out of my day to like learn it on the side whenever I had free time. You said you do commission work. Is that just like box palm style stuff or do you do stuff that's completely separate from these bike related characters? Um, when people ask for commissions and stuff, they want it in that box palm style, but I I try a little to kind of like, oh, well, I could do I do other illustration too. I don't have this one style. Um, or I'll do like a different types of Photoshop work or stuff like that. Or I, I do have multiple, like I could, I have multiple different styles of how I do the work. It just depends on what the person wants. But a lot of people, they want the the style that I do for box palm, so. So you do commissions sometimes in the style. Does like does that mean like a BMXer might reach out to you and be like, yo, you should do one with my like, you know, my favorite flag on it. Like, cause I know you did an Ecuador one, but I know you just did that cause you were in Ecuador when I met you there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Do kids reach out to you or people reach out to you and ask you to do a specific thing and then you just give them the file and they take it or how does that work? 
some something like that. Uh, I don't I don't really do a lot of personal commissions. Like uh, I'll do stuff for brands pretty much, just so I can keep it that way. Because if I get into the personal commission world, I'm in a like a world of trouble. Because <laughs> um, I get a lot of people ask, "Oh, can I get can I get beer? Or can I get weed? Or can I get like drugs that are riding bikes?" And I'm like, "Nah, I don't I don't want to do that." And and that happens a lot, like a couple of times a month. I'll get like, uh, people asking me to draw weed on a bike. It's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But like, I don't know. I just don't want to do that. <laughs> that's not that's not what I want to use the outlet for. If that makes sense at all. Totally. And I think I can I can probably speak for you in saying just like when I you know, we, I did a podcast talk about straight edge. It's not so much that like you and I are sitting here saying, I assume like, no, fuck that. It's not what I'm about. But this is your outlet and this is the how you want to portray it, and it's your art and your control. So it doesn't mean that you're anti those things. I assume it's more that it's just like, no, and I, it's more of a positivity thing. And you just think that that's not the message you're worried about right now. Yeah, because um, not not because I want to hold up a certain um, persona for the brand or whatever, but uh, I don't, I, I, it's not, I'm not straight edge or anything. Um, and I do drink and whatever, but I just don't like that as I'll have like an, a dad and him and his nine-year-old son like love box bomb. And then the next day I'm drawing like a beer can, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just don't want to advocate for that stuff when I know I got an audience um, that's severely too young for that. <laughs> totally, totally. I really respect that. And, and again, not because I'm because I am straight edge. It's not at all. I just... I like when people take a moral stand and, and just like, this is what I believe in and it's what I believe in because of what it is. And even if that's not, you know, you could easily take money from people and say, yeah, I'll draw a fucking pot leaf on there, but, or whatever it could be. I mean, it could be like anything, like it doesn't have to just be drugs. It could be something else that I'm sure you've gotten commissions. You're like, I'm not drawing that dude. It just, that's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's nothing against it or anything. I just, uh, if I'm, I want to keep the, the box bomb brand, what it is. Um, and I'll evolve that how I see fit in the future, you know? Like, I gotta change my mind tomorrow. <laughs> Sick. Like, fuck it, dude. This is BMX, and we have the freedom to do this, so do what you want to do. So anyway, didn't actually intend to get into that deep of a topic here. Commissions for brands. I think, uh, what did, I've just seen it, you can remind me, because I'm not looking at the Instagram account right now. You've done a few things. Who have you done for that people could, would see it elsewhere outside of your account? Um, well, like, X Games and... Uh... RBMX and shoot, I'm just drawing a blank. <laughs> no, I think those are the two that I saw actually. So that's cool. Oh, okay, like, okay. I actually thought before we get into some of the, before we get back into maybe talking about uh, inspiration and that stuff, I, I took some screenshots of some of my favorites and I just wanted yeah. to, because they are topical or they're, they're connected to cultural issues. And I thought I, we're in a Zoom call, I could shoot you over one. Yeah. And I, or a couple, and we could talk about them. So I want to shoot you some of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, you, you, could, tell, you could tell me what you think about it. Okay. Uh, that's, I like that even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. First one is this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, describe this one. Well, well what do you think about it? Okay. So straightforward, right? <laughs> yeah. So the, one of my favorites, this is one of my favorites. It's basically two pegs, like as stick figures standing on their bikes and like high-fiving and one says metal question mark the other one says plastic question mark and then above it they both say who cares so like to me i read this and i was like this is sick because i fucking hate the argument metal versus plastic like i yeah, think there's yeah. a, there's a discussion to be had about 
uh, when it's appropriate. But I hate that it's become a cultural discussion. Like it, it defines who you are as a rider or an era. When mm-hmm. to quote one of your teammates, Kaczynski, the right tool <laughs> for the right application. So yeah, that's yeah. the way I took it. I thought it was like a very positive and, and unifying argument. And I assume that's your 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 take on it. More or less, it was more like uh, I was. T- I'm just tired of people talking about it pretty much because Kaczynski's right uh it's the right tool for the right job I I thought it was funny that I could take my I took my negative like kind of emotions about it because I'm just like fuck I'm tired of people talking about this I was like all right kind of break it down like um what's a nicer way to do this or break it down even more like I'll draw a comic about it and see how people take that and like a I try to be like, although it's a little topical, it's not very polarizing. So like, I want the discussion to be there without me taking the stand on like, only red plastic or only, well, who cares? What do you got to say about it? You know, just try to be with, with the art, try to be less polarizing. Dude, I mean, I fucking love it. I love it. And, <laughs> and just artistically too, like taking away from the whole cultural part of it you captured the plastic versus metal grind mark. I was immediately identified. I was like, yep, that's the way a plastic peg looks when it's grinded. And that's the way a metal one looks when it's grinded. Just, these squiggly, <laughs> just the squiggly lines on these simple comments. Yeah. So again, uh, what's, what's the Instagram account? Let's say it out loud now. So everybody knows to go there and you could, you can go check this out right now. I mean, you like to page through to find this one, but what's it? It's box bomb B O X P A L M. Yeah. You can find everything there. It's, it's on the website too, boxbomb.com. I'm going to send you another one here. So the next one is. It's loading, but I'm assuming you picked another one, topical one. Oh, uh, this one. Cool. This one's cool. I linked this one as I, I titled this as Posi. So uh, I can describe it again for the people out there. It's a, it's a bike in, in your style. And it says anatomy of a BMX bike part one. And then it has little arrows pointing to the different parts of a bike and labeling them. But instead of seat, it says comfort instead of discovery port or instead of frame it says discovery portal the the four piece bars it says window to the world through the box opportunity on the pegs adventure support on the tires peace of mind on the cranks and more opportunity on the uh back end uh, i think pointing to the peg so yeah, yeah. i mean it's kind of self-explanatory it's just like to me i read this i thought this is just a fucking positive message about how awesome bikes are and kind of a cute cheesy way and i don't think i looked much deeper than that what uh how did you come up with this or these different specific things how like how long did it take you to do this one this one took um a little bit only because i had the idea of the um the anatomy thing but i had to fill in the the blanks for the parts you know and my bike the obviously the drawing is like a i have everything as simple as i can make it the drawings so as simple as I can do like I got no no grips no chain no spokes just you can see it's super broken down I try to take the same step when I'm thinking about the words I want to put in the art so like the handlebars you know it's just that it, it's a box of course <laughs> but it's also you can look at it as like a, a the window and it, it says it right there but um I thought like my initial thought for the bars was like, okay, this is my, this is how I'm starting. This is the first thing I see when I get on my bike. It's gotta be something more than just, I'm jumping on my bike and these are my bars and this is my bars, let me go forward. And I just keep taking notes and notes until I break it down into one or two words because I think it gets the message across better 
if it's not um, a paragraph, you know, someone has to read next to a bike or I could just put window to the world or, you know, simple here, but it takes a little bit to get to when you break down um, like a complex thought into how you want people to perceive the information. I uh, technical question while we're talking about this. This one is it, it, the bike. Obviously, is just the bike, and it, it it looks like you might recycle the file for the bike. It might be as easy as that, or do you hand do you draw it every time? This one is older, so this was a. I would draw the bike every time. A lot of the older ones, I would draw the bike every time until I realized, oh yeah, I don't have to do that. <laughs> Not because lazy is just because I was mimicking the same bike every time which a lot of the drawings are finalized digitally so um I'll draw the bike I'll draw a rough version of the bike if I'm writing in the uh I'm drawing in a notebook but if I'm at the computer I'll just like drag and drop it or if I need to absolutely need to draw the bike in a different position I'll redraw the bike uh but it's just a step you know I have a I'd like to take the simplest route to the end product so from a, let's say you got, you dropped the bike in, but you have to fully sketch uh, a new figure on it, like a, a fucking broccoli on it and like a speech bubble. How long does that take like on average, like to, to draw one up from an idea? And of course, I know you're not like probably sitting on a racing through it, but if I said right now, draw me up the broccoli on a bike, how long, and then label it, how long would it take to go from that moment to like a exportable file? Sometimes it can take up to... I mean, it'll, it'll take about a couple hours. That's just on the longer end. That's from concept to ending. But if I, if I don't have to um, think about it too much and I kind of know what I want to draw, um, it'll probably, it could take like 15 to 20 minutes. It's not a long process at all. The concept part is the harder part. So if I want to draw, like you mentioned broccoli, I'll have to like draw what I think a broccoli looks like. And then I try my hardest not to draw like on the, like harder edges. So I try to soften up the edges, round off the corners, or just make it as, um, I really like the illustration style of like kid, kids books and art, kids art, children's art. Um, it's just the simplest way. I'm just like to reiterate that a bunch is that it's the simplest way I can make the information available is how I want to, how I want it to be perceived, just real simple. So if it means this drawing looks more complicated because it has too many shadows. I'll take all the shadows out just to have the image, if that makes sense. All right. I sent you another one. Three, actually, right now. Um... <laughs> the, the middle one is Crandall. <laughs> yes. Did, did he request that? No, no. I just, uh, I'm a big fan of Steve Crandall and his uh, very positive outlook on the world in general. Well, for again, so I sent him three, and I put these ones as just cultural icons. The middle one that he is referring to is uh, a plank of wood with like you know hands and feet and a smiley face, high fiving a cinder block with these hilarious ass teeth and, and hands and feet. And of course, if you haven't seen the iconic Steve Crandall, you know, kicker piece of wood on top of a cinder block, it sounds like this is an homage to that, right? Like, which is just a self, you know, if you don't know what that is, fuck off, stop listening to my podcast. You, you should know what this is. But I did want to bring up, so the one on the left here, it is a mini DV tape on, on a bike and it says 4-3 is for me. And to continue how we did this, my take on this is possibly that you like standard definition and you thought it'd be a cool little 
uh, rhyme to put in there. Four three is for me. You know, and for, I guess I should have explained this. Four colon three, like the ratio four three, which is the size ratio of standard definition filming. So, is it just because you like it, or was there another a you know inciting incident that got you to put that up, make that? No, there's just always a discussion. You know, it's it was like the pegs thing. There's always a discussion about HD versus uh, a standard def. Yeah, and it's just another one of my like, I'll drop it here and see what people think about it. And uh, <laughs> you know, it worked. It worked out just kind of like the the pegs things where people talked about it. You could see in the comments. And uh, yeah, but no, I, I'm a big fan of four three. Uh, I even take it a step further. I like. Some, sometimes I'll crop my Instagram videos, like my technologically advanced phone that's in 4K, I'll make it um, 1080-60 and put it at 4.3. <laughs> but I like that you instigate, and I have to admit, I've actually never read the comments. Do you normally get a lot of comment discussion on all your posts? Uh, it just depends. Sometimes there's like eight, sometimes there's like 100. And I do my best to interact with uh, everyone because I, I'm just, you know, like I'm there to talk. I drew the comment. I, it's my, it's my opinion or thought. It's kind of like my illustration, and I want to be there to. Do. All right, the last one on this set here for me, I think the the signature with the crossed off year is even more important here. So, this one has box palm 18 on the bottom, and as the date, right? And then it looks like you highlighted it and changed it to 19 and i am assuming and I'm, i think i'm right here is because you had originally done this drawing and then you changed the drawing a little bit to update it for the cultural issue of the time is that correct before i describe it <laughs> no no that's not correct um, that would that would be way cooler uh i have a i format stuff through like i'll draw an illustrator and I'll, I'll save it in um, Photoshop. So I have a Photoshop template for the drawing. And the template was for 18. So when I, I think it, I don't know why I clicked on the wrong template. So I think I, I forgot to throw that one away or forgot to fix it to say the new date. So I just crossed it out and put 19 because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> Dude, fuck man, I'm reading it. This is, this is art though, right? This is like, you go to the art museum and you stare at it. I'm reading this as like, man, I must have missed when he originally posted this and this is an updated version. So I'll tell everybody what it is so you see why I think this. It is, it's the El Toro stairs. It's just like a block of and like a floating stairs with feet and hands and the little bushes on it and a hat. And it just says, I don't feel so good. And I assumed that you had originally drawn just the El Toro stairs and, and put them on the thing. And then you were like, oh, fuck it. That was last year. But this year, because El Toro got fucked up and they like changed it and tore things apart, I figured you would like, oh, let's just change the date to 19, add the speech bubble in. I don't feel so good because I'm dying. And that's what I read into this, but I'm, I'm fucking wrong, huh? <laughs> it's a little bit more simple. Pretty much that drawing I did, that was one of the 15 minute ones where I had an idea. Um, and this is when there was like a Avengers meme going around that I don't feel so good. It was like, it turns into particles or whatever. So I drew the thing and put, I don't feel so good. So I, the same day that news broke that it got torn down, I was like, I had a spare time as I was sitting at my computer. So I just, just drew it really quick and posted it. Dude, that's awesome. Like, again, now you're tying into secondary. I mean, this is like, I mean, shit, this might as well be an art critic show at this point, everybody. <laughs> Fuck it. Imprimatur is turning into an art, art show. Yeah. Next week, we'll be reviewing paintings from the public museum. 
<laughs> but no, no, I, I'd love uh, to hear your version versus like what happened. <laughs> well, again, I, that's the cool part of art, right? Is it's, you know, everybody gets their own say. Yeah. Yeah, the, the two on the left were really like thoughtful. Like I, I put a lot of thought into the 4-3 and then the Crandall one that has a long caption about like appreciation for him. And the, the last one, I just whipped it up because it was funny. And it, I love it. I love it. I, I remember seeing it. I'm thinking like, oh yeah, that's, that's fucking, that's the moment right there. All right. I just sent you two more. The two last ones we'll talk about and then we'll get, um, we'll get back into some um, more deep discussion of, of your process or some bullshit like that. But yeah, I think these ones are really funny. So uh, check them out. Let me know when you got them in front of you. Yeah, I got them. All right. You got, uh, you got like the low PSI pendant and the wax. <laughs> right. So I wrote, I described these as witty, right? Because the low PSI thing, now that I've heard your process a little bit, I'm assuming it's the same thing. Like, you know, a lot, there are BMXers out there that choose to run really low pressure. And I'm assuming that you got sick of hearing about that and you brought it up as a topic in your drawing. So that's, this is a repeat one. This is not one that you've done this a few different ways, right? Yeah. So the, the actual like low PSI support group don't feel pressured. Like that whole drawing you put up, that was, um, I did it for stickers and a shirt and uh, some other uh, low pressure. Oh, I'm not wearing it. I made like shirts and hoodies and stuff uh, that just say um, no pressure on them. It's pretty much like you said, it's the tired of, tired of hearing the discussion about it. I want to, this one, I wanted to take a stance, you know, like I'm not like, cause it is all tire pressure is fine. I just, I, I run like 45 PSI or lower, you know, like whatever it goes down to, it just doesn't matter to me. I like low pressure. So, you know, <laughs> so there's the, there's the actual stand about like running the product. I assume you're also playing on the pun of like, don't feel pressured as more of a positive message to just like for life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of doubles up as that. Cause there's no pressure on the front. It doesn't have anything bike related. Um, this is what it says on the back. Don't feel pressured. Like you said, it's just the way of life. Like you don't need to feel pressure. Uh, but it just works out so good with, uh, you see the drawing has a little air coming out. And I just thought it was, uh, I thought, again, something I thought was funny. <laughs> and it, you know, it's funny too, because like I, I, I purchased some of your sticker packs and some of them are like my favorite. And, but on the flip side, like I hate low pressure. I hate loose chains. And, uh, <laughs> So you're like you got the you got the loose chain gang, which is hilarious. I love that, and you've got the low pressure thing. And I'm like, but I, these are so funny, but I fucking hate this shit. Like I never would run low pressure. <laughs> so it's like, but I mean, it doesn't mean it's not a fucking hilarious and awesome piece of art. But yeah, it's just funny because I I can't right wear that shirt, man. I can't get behind low pressure. I'm sorry. That's yeah, totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's uh, I get a lot of comments about that. Just when just in my my riding in general, like I don't know if you go through like have you seen clips of my riding or whatever you see my tires are pretty low but it doesn't bother me any like at all uh it just feels good to me well good the last one i sent you is just this is the probably the one that i think this is fairly new i had never seen this until i went hunting through the whole account and it's uh it's a it's a brick of wax and he's got like a little hat on and it looks like a little thing of hair and he's crying it appears and I think he's carrying like the homeless, like the classic homeless guy, like from the cartoons with the fucking stick with the little, you know, balled up handkerchief on the end. And he, he's got like a, a, the grind mark right down the middle from where like where you rub him on the rail. And I just love it because I'm assuming this is the, the left behind lost wax at the spot that is just now abandoned and homeless. 
And to me, that's like, that speaks to my life. Grant screaming at me, did you fucking leave the wax the last spot again? Because he always buys the wax and then I fucking leave it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly right. It's just, uh, I think I, I was out riding and I just got a new, I have a box pommel wax mm -hmm. uh, and I have a lot of it. Um, but I just got one out of the package. You know, I took a Ziploc bag, you know, put it in the Ziploc bag, was ready and ground the ledge, put it down, ride, dip, wax is gone. <laughs> and I drew that the same day. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. The stick that you mentioned earlier is actually a broken spoke. Dude, no shit. I, I honestly, now I'm looking at it, I see that. And I guess like, it looks like now I'm even noticing he has a little, uh, like a speech bubble, like a broken heart. Yeah. And then the uh, hat's got a W on it. What does that signify then? Yeah, uh, just, just to put that idea in your head that it's wax. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a shape that's, you know, like it could be interpreted as different things, but it's like a subconscious kind of like social, like subconscious little cue that a W, like, and it puts a W in your head. At least that's what I was going for. Yeah, no, dude, I fucking absolutely love it. I'm, this is this is exactly what I wanted to talk about. So, all right, that's it for the drawings I have, which means we can move on to some of the last kind of questions I have about bigger things. One of my questions was about inspiration and you have really laid out actually how inspiration kind of works for you. So I'll change my question and say this. Are there any things that inspired you that you then sat down and started to draw and you said, you know what, actually, nah, I don't want to do this. All the time. Um, not sure how to like explain that too much, but I have like the longest list of notes in my uh phone that probably like how long have i had been doing this it's, it's easily like old four years old notes of ideas that i'll have and half of them aren't drawn because i'll start to draw them and i just don't like the idea or the idea has changed my mind or i don't think i could leverage it to be kind of the the way I, the way i want it, the feeling to be felt about it Another question I had then uh, was surprises along the way. You know, like this is, like you said, start out kind of as an outlet. Just, I'm sure you didn't start this out thinking, I want to build this Instagram and make stickers and shirts and wax and, 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 and do all these different things. And it's becoming part of our BMX culture, This these, image, these images. What has been a surprise along the way, I guess? So uh, a really cool surprise that happened was uh, when I started riding for GT Bikes. Um, they also they they loved the project and everything and uh they went ahead and made a, a box palm gt performer which was totally surprised i didn't like ask for it and it just blew my mind i was just like no way i get to do a performer like of all the bikes on the planet i get to make a performer yeah i'm doing that <laughs> Dude, that i i i missed that I, that's fucking awesome that was my the guy that got me into bmx the mung obviously you guys know what the mung is he he had a performer and I wanted one so fucking bad. I got a Dino Air, which was just like the fucking way step down from a performer. Yeah, it's just again so nuts because like do last year's and and this year's, and I'm pretty sure we're on track for doing it here, but I'm not entirely sure. But two years of GT performers is just ridiculous. Like that's so cool. That's that was like such a surprise, and it's like one of the happiest things that uh, could happen. <laughs> Man, that's and do you have do you have one? Yeah, I have one. Sick. This has become a project. It sounds like that is more than just 
I'm going to draw a picture. You know, there's, there's, there's messaging, there's idea, there's thought. So what have you learned along the way that may, has made this more valuable than just obviously cool shit happening and surprises, but that's maybe like internally a, a good thing for you? I really, like I mentioned earlier, I like to kind of break things down and the ideas um, and make it as simple as possible. Uh, anybody from like, I don't know, like eight years old to like however old, you know, they can look at it and kind of like, and the message I have. Uh, and I've learned that that works out really well in real life too, if I try not to overcomplicate um, like situations I'm in and just kind of break everything down and just to the to the bare bones minimum of like what's actually going on. It kind of helps me focus and um, it's kind of like brought out a lot of, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe that. It kind of like helps me stay chill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a few closing questions here. Uh, so this year, you say it seems like it might be slowing down a little bit for you. What's that about? Um, nothing. Nothing too crazy. Um, I'm still very much uh, involved in in box bomb and everything. It's just uh, a little bit slower than it was the previous years, just because uh, it's all me. Just it's by myself. I do everything. Um, and I have a I have a daughter now, and she's coming up on two years old. Congrats. So when she was younger, thank you so much. When she was younger, it was really easy to kind of pump stuff out because she couldn't uh, run and jump and pull out my computer and stuff. Um, but now that she's running around everywhere, so I like close the computer and go play with her and then uh, get lost in the time. And <laughs> Totally, totally. And that actually connects to a note I wrote down here. When everything kind of got crazy a couple weeks ago, with the quarantines and stuff, you put up free coloring pages to download, I believe, which I just wanted to bring it up because it's fucking cool. Um, where can people find those coloring pages, by the way? Um, you can find the coloring pages at boxbomb.com. I just thought it was a really cool uh, kind of outlet that I have to draw. And uh, I have all these files on my computer and I wanted to have something for people to do something people to do while they're kind of trapped indoors i know a lot of people aren't riding right now or their kids are out of school or um they're just home and uh it kind of works out for parents because there's a lot of parents that follow box bomb um you know they could print it out for their kids you know and so they get they get five ten minutes you know, to have their kids color find something else to kind of pass the time because um you know like i'm sure having your kids at home uh is a lot of work so I'm just trying to do something to ease ease the pain a little. That's awesome. And uh, I'm glad that we can remind people of that. I had I had two last little questions here. One was uh, comics, but I, I'm gonna just answer the question for you. I'm guessing you haven't you aren't doing like comic strips because it's kind of the a the opposite of your idea of simplify, get it down to like a single kind of point. I do uh, comics sometimes. I do like comics and I do like drawing comics, but yeah, like I said, I try to one or two words or something I can put in the, the caption so people can read it. I, I kind of don't like to clutter stuff up with words, but um, um, I even just did comics for a, uh, there's a bar in downtown San Diego that wanted comic strips. So I drew them a comic strip. So I do them time to time, but um, yeah, if you'll see on the Instagram there, there's a couple on there, but uh, yeah, mostly the single images is what I try to go for. 
And the last thing I had was any future plans. Do you have collaborations coming up that you want to tease or do you have like something else in mind that you're thinking about doing or is it just kind of more of, of the awesomeness that already exists? Yeah, more, more, you'll see more of the same what's going on and uh, I'll be pushing more towards the summer to have more uh, apparel and stuff out, but it all kind of depends on how this Corona thing pans out. It's not dictating what I'm doing, but it's, I'm also trying to, uh, I'm trying to ship less to avoid more interactions with people. So like one, one less group of orders, you know, is going to have less people interacting with each other. So current, I'm, I'm like doing, considering shutting down the store and stuff for like another month, but that's all still up in the air, but I will continue to do stuff. Um, I'll continue to make stuff. Uh, it's just harder to produce goods without interacting with people, you know, that it's like getting printing done and like uh, stickers. I have to order, I outsource to um, this company on the East Coast, you know, so that they got to work with the stuff and send it over here. I'm just trying to have less interaction to help, you know, slow the spread and whatnot. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll definitely be plotting, uh, plotting, plotting, plotting. <laughs> I would expect, after speaking with you about this, I'd expect nothing less than a, a nice, intentional uh, and aware perspective. So I, I appreciate, you know, that. And it's kind of interesting because, like, you know, we're all trying to support small businesses, let's say, and ordering from small businesses. But on the flip side, like, I assume this is not your, this is not, you know, pay, or paying your bills. And, and therefore, you can say, hey, I'm going to pause this because I want to do my part and what you believe is your part to uh help help deal the situation so i really appreciate that that you have again intention oh yeah i, I do my best uh <laughs> yeah i mean having the box on stuff like it kind of funds itself now nowadays so shutting it down kind of does put a little bit of a damper on things as far as like selling merch and stuff but i'll i'm still doing like commissions for people like i'm working on stuff for people now and the money i get from that stuff into the brand so just kind of waiting it out i'll keep doing commissions on the side and try to build up the the ideas and stuff so when i'm able to or feel comfortable shipping and everything again i'm gonna just start up again well i think we've actually exceeded what i even wanted to do which is awesome i originally was like oh, i'll do a little mini podcast and highlight just something fucking cool in BMX. And here we are at, you know, 45 minutes or so. And we, I think we've talked about a bunch of different stuff. Really, the art speaks for itself now. So go to the page and check it out. And you don't even need to listen to me talk anymore about it. But I want to say thank you so much to Albert for one, for coming on here and doing it for this. And two, for adding something cool, intentional, with value, that's fun. and puts a smile on my face when I see it. To, to BMX culture in general. So thank you so much for both those things. You're, you're welcome. And I'm happy you, you feel that way about that stuff, man. I really appreciate it. For sure, man. Well, thank you again. I hope to see you out there in the streets sometime in the future. Yeah, hopefully sometime soon. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yep, see you later. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Imprimatur BMX podcast. You know the drill. Follow us on stuff, listen to our stuff, check it out. We've been pumping out a lot of content lately, and you hopefully have some free time. So thanks again. Go ride your bikes alone.